All of us must know or have known someone who has been through a life-changing event, it's highly likely you've been the one yourself in fact. We all deal with these events in our own different ways, but when you witness a friend or family member having to deal with something that's changing their life forever, how do you react? When I discovered my son had the problems he had during the 28th week of my pregnancy, my world stopped turning. Only briefly, but there really was a moment where I could see the consultant's mouth moving and although I could hear his words, the world stood still. My son booted me under the ribs sharply, and in that split second I knew all would be okay. The world started moving again. I have often wondered if I went into total denial, but I don't think I did. In my mind it was very much a case of what will be, will be. I had no Christian inclinations back then, but I certainly felt that it was actually all up to God what happened, and who the hell was I to mess with that. The news I was given, my baby had hydrocephalus, water on the brain, and various other neurological issues that couldn't be assessed until after birth, in the words of one prenatal diagnostic specialist, during the postmortem that would most certainly be the result of me carrying on with the pregnancy. My baby's arms were too long, and his legs were too short and if I didn't terminate immediately then the baby wouldn't survive the rest of the pregnancy, or would die at birth, or perhaps within a few years. I had also developed polyhydraminos, which is vast amounts of excessive amniotic fluid that wasn't draining away as it should. I asked the question how sure are you about all this the reply that came my way reaffirmed my belief that my son should be given a chance, well, erm, we can't really say, we won't know until after the birth. As I was still refusing to consent to abortion, I was taken into another room. This one had a nice comfy sofa and flowers and lots of leaflets about children with disabilities. A woman came in, I can't remember her job title now and shoved said leaflets under my nose and told me in so many words that my life would be over if I continued with the pregnancy and gave birth to a disabled child. I've got to hand it to the hospital, they really excelled with their push for termination of children less than perfect that day. I thankfully wasn't alone at the hospital, although I do remember being very concerned on how this news was affecting those with me. I snapped into practical mode, probably for the first time ever. I placed an immediate ban on anything more being brought for when my baby was born and literally turned into a hen sitting on her nest not wishing to be disturbed for the rest of my pregnancy. So how did this news affect those around me? Well, my baby's biological father didn't want me to continue, he told me straight away that he wouldn't cope with a disabled child. My parents kept quiet counsel. They were in shock I think. My dad quietly collected me from the hospital and I do remember his gentle warning that he couldn't see my partner sticking around if I continued, but he never really said much after that. I remember my mother crying on the phone. I remember my partner being given the afternoon off work after sobbing in his boss's arms. My partner's parents supported their son as much as they could, and to be fair they did support me too. I do remember his mom being really upset because I wouldn't let her buy anything more for the baby. I must have shed tears, but I don't remember shedding many at that point. I really did just go into autopilot. The rare trip that I did make outside the next day, just for some fresh air was a baptism of fire, and a real sign of things to come. We lived in a small town, where news spread like wildfire. People who I knew crossed the road from me, they put their heads down and turned the other way. Now I know that was simply because they didn't know what to say to me, but at that time I'd never really experienced a reaction like that. I also had a work colleague who was pregnant herself. She stayed well away, even though we'd been shopping for baby things together and been out for coffee a few times. Eventually she came to see me in hospital a few weeks later, and sat sobbing on my bed because she felt so guilty for carrying a healthy baby.
In fact I think looking back, that I wiped more tears and gave more reassurance to others that the other way around. I don't think that was a bad thing, and I don't feel bitter about any of it really, except the folks who crossed the street did hurt me. Maybe comforting others about what was happening distracted me? I don't know and I don't suppose I'll ever figure it out. There was one friend, who I've known for many years who didn't turn away though and I remember he visited me at home before and after the birth. He probably witnessed more tears than anyone else, because despite going on autopilot there were occasions where I cried through sheer fear of what may happen. I was sent to a specialist hospital 70 miles away for a second opinion, or that's what they said. It turned out to be another session of telling me I needed to abort, even to the point where they told me my life was a risk as I was growing larger by the day. This was the day when they had me laying on my back scanning me, yet again, and a lot of head shaking, tutting and muttering was going down. I was told my pregnancy would end as nothing more than a postmortem result and I remember removing the doctor's probe from my person, asking for assistance to sit up and saying very clearly and calmly, this is my son you are discussing, I will not be having an abortion, so I suggest from this moment you never mention it again, or I will take legal advice I'm not really sure what legal advice I would have sought as it is perfectly legal for abortions to take place in this country right up to the due date if the fetus has a medical problem that would endanger its life for the mothers, but I think I felt so outraged at the general attitude, and actually I took it all quite personally at the time. Really, from my experience and from other parents I've spoken to who have been through the same experience, it's a cost-cutting measure by the NHS, and why on earth should they fund the medical care of babies born with disabilities if they can jolly well get out of it and emotionally blackmail mothers to have abortions? As we left the appointment and were waiting for my dad to bring the car around to the exit, I sat down on some stairs. Unknowingly, the doors I'd parked myself near were actually the doors to the labor ward. Right on cue, those doors swung open, and a wheelchair came though the doors, complete with a positively glowing new mum, cradling her beautiful baby. I broke down. I can still remember that poor woman's face. Seconds before I cried she had made eye contact with me, had obviously seen my enormous bump, and gave me a beautiful smile as if to say this will be you soon. Truth was though, I didn't know if would be. I didn't know if I'd get that glorious proud new mummy moment of traveling back to the postnatal ward with my perfect baby. It simply was a moment that was too hard to process. As the woman was wheeled into the lift she looked bereft. The midwife with her obviously realized that I'd been to the prenatal diagnostic unit and that things were far from good, and ushered the lady away as quickly as she could. In the car on the way home my contractions began. You can read about my son's arrival into the world here. Please note, I do need to add that continuing with a pregnancy is a personal decision, and I'm not berating anyone who is faced with this issue and shows us not to continue. The point of this blog is to tell my story, I'm not judging others on the decisions they make.